Hello and welcome back to the Sports Brief Podcast. It is Friday, December 20th. What a week. Heck of a week. Really a lot to go through. Please stay with us. Uh, first thing we got to do is we really got to say hello to one of my one of my good buddies who's actually a former college teammate and roommate from my first two years of college at PC, Mr. Trayson. Drew, Trayson, thank you for joining me, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of a side note. It is also Trayson's birthday. Happy birthday, <laughs> yes. Big 2-3. Thank you. Big 23, Jordan year, baby. Yeah, I'm excited so got, about it. Do you got any big plans for tonight? Like, uh, like what, what's going to um, go down? I got to go. Actually, we're going to go out to dinner here in a little bit. And then uh, I'm going to go actually see my uh, brother play some basketball in Millette, about 25 miles away, and okay. watch him play. And then we're going to come back and see where the night takes us, I guess. It should Pong be a good time, up. though. Yeah, it should be a good time, though. Uh, is he dunking on? Is he dunking on anybody yet? Like yeah, actually, actually, last uh, last game he sent me a video of him. He uh, went up two handed and put it down for him. Yeah, it was kind of cool. He it. Junior year, so it was kind of cool to watch him. So I'm excited to see what he does tonight too. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, good luck to him. Um, Let's see here. Uh, we got a lot of things to cover. I talk about Pro Bowl snubs, Vikings, uh, and unfortunately, Tristan cannot join us tonight. He is uh, unbelievably busy. I mean, he's still in college. I mean, I guess I'm I'm pretty happy for graduate. Yeah, that's early, true. So. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll take his spot for the night, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We'll just let that happen for tonight. Uh, anywho, uh, once again, before we get started, we got to ask that everybody make sure you subscribe for weekly and great. Uh, like to, I like to think great Vikings takes and Packers takes as well. Uh, also, special guests that we have on. Uh, make sure you guys uh, subscribe on uh, YouTube and iTunes. Follow us on all social media platforms and get that in so you can get all of our hot takes, as we like to call. Anywho, uh, man, let's just get right into this. It's been a heck of a week. Absolutely. Um, Kind of going into this, I was this week. It was kind of a tougher week because there really wasn't a lot that was going on. Obviously, you had playoffs. Uh, you know, like at the beginning of the week, there wasn't a lot going on. But with playoffs and everything, you know, just kind of looking at it, now there is some kind of stuff. So first thing I actually want to talk about is I actually want to talk about some Pro Bowl snubs. Um, and maybe we're <laughs> – uh, a little bit of a disclaimer here. Trayson is a gigantic Dolphins fan. I don't know why he's from <laughs> South Dakota. Yep. Uh, do you, do you want to tell us actually why you're a Dolphins fan? I can, yeah. Uh, actually, when I was growing up uh, – about I would say probably eight nine ish around the time like I started got getting into football. Mm-hmm. I they were the first team that like I was watching or like maybe I was playing Madden or something. Like I chose them right away. I like their colors. Their colors was like a big thing for me. Like I loved the teal and orange. Mm-hmm. And then when like I started watching football, like that's the time like Zach Thomas, uh, Jason Taylor. And Ricky Williams and Ricky Williams, of, of, like, through everything, he's been one of my favorite guys to watch in okay. the sport of football. So that's kind of how I fell in love. And, like, I fell in love with 54, Zach Thomas, and 99, Jason Taylor. And then I, I stuck it out ever since. I mean, it's been a tough couple of years, but I've been a, been a fan my entire life, and I don't plan on changing. It's kind of kind of weird. I have to give you a lot of props because I yeah. feel like <laughs> fans are like they're a lot like Browns fans, like they uh, and Vikings fans because we don't have we had not have a lot to cheer about in the last couple of years. We've been mainly heartbroken more than anything. But like it's you true. know what, I have to give you guys props because you guys have absolutely been able to stick it out. Um, and I mean the the Vikings, uh, you know we we don't go zero and sixteen every year. And I mean we've been pretty good for the last five years. But I mean life definitely has not gone our way, especially in the big moments. But you know what, I got to give you props. You know, um, be a Dolphins fan till I die. That's why I can say. That's why I can say. I guess. Yeah, I love that. Um, let's see here. So, Pro Bowl guys, did you think anybody from the Dolphins should have made it? I'm not sure exactly. I didn't really take a look at the official and AFC. Uh, well, honestly, no, there wasn't anything stand out to where um, that they 
did anything phenomenal. I mean, you have Jerome Baker playing in, inside. He's really good. I don't think he's Pro Bowl contender outside of any of the AFC teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, their interior their interior front seven, I think, needs a lot of work when it comes to it. Like, the rookie with Wilkes playing in and out is good. But I don't know. <laughs> like, it was just one of those – it's just a tough year at the beginning to, you know – they didn't have anything that they wanted to set in stone, if that makes sense, to where, like, they wanted to be a team that's going to compete in the AFC. And it really, really showed. And then after, you know, making the trades for making the trade for the first rounder from the Texans and getting rid of Tunsil, big change for them on the front uh, front line. And then, and, I mean, if you want to get right into it, with the Minka, the Minka trade, I think, yep. is – and he is a Pro Bowler now. He's a starter, in, mm-hmm. at, you know, at the nickel position for the Pro Bowl. Like, that was a guy that you have as a building block for a defense. And he – as you can see, he's doing very well in Pittsburgh. Um, mm-hmm. He made the Pro Bowl, obviously. So, I mean, if you want to technically say that he was a Dolphin that made it, no. But <laughs> he's, a, he's a dude that – he was a dude that uh, – played super well but he just fit I think he fits a lot better in that in that Steelers defense and what he was playing just nickel and a roamer outside in the Dolphins D mm-hmm. but no I don't think there was really it would the closest thing that I could say is Devontae Parker came on late season mm-hmm. like he he decided you know he turned it up a little bit late but no I don't think I don't think there's really much that you can three and uh, I say what is their record now three and eleven 11 is that what yeah. it is three and 11 yeah i was like yeah. is, is it are you supposed to be able to have a pro bowler come off of a three and 11 team no probably not. you have no. i would say the the best team in the league right now out of the afc has 12 guys on their team yeah. has 12 pro bowlers you know like the ravens deserve that because they are the best team in the nfl right now you know yeah i absolutely agree and you know it was kind of something i, I was watching um you know, with the Dolphins, I've been looking at it because I wanted I wanted Devonte Parker to come to the Vikings because they have not had any luck with drafting first round wide receivers, i.e., Laquan Treadwell and yeah. uh, Cordell Patterson, who actually has been become actually a really good player, but not first round pick uh, by any means of the uh, stretch of the imagination. I wanted Devonte Parker to come to the Minnesota Vikings because he was a college favorite target of Teddy Bridgewater, and mm-hmm. you know that, that whole thing of um, with Teddy, which I think we can talk about a little bit later. But you know, I think you know the thing with the Dolphins is, and this is something I've noticed, and I could be completely wrong, which I'm okay with. Uh, this is something I know is every time, I swear you guys get uh, like one or two building pieces, you you trade them away, and just to try to get draft picks. And I get the the whole rebuilding thing. The Vikings had to rebuild a couple years ago. They traded Percy Harvin. They got three first round draft picks in which they, uh, I believe, in order they selected. I think it was Xavier Rhodes, Cordell Patterson, Shreve Floyd, or maybe there's one of them. Uh, that's I mean, those are still. I would say those are three guys that are still in the league right now. You know, uh, like. It, all except Sharif Floyd. Sharif Floyd, yep, exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, besides two. And Xavier yeah. Rhodes is top top corner. Like, that's I, – I totally This year he's been awful. Yeah. This year he's been awful. It's true, though. It's yeah. true. And but – it's, uh, it's tough. <laughs> like, it I've been in the position you guys are. And am I wrong when I say that you guys – every time you guys get maybe one player or two like that look like they can play a little bit, you trade them away. Is that a fair I, assumption? I would assume so. Yeah, I would definitely agree with you on that. Well, like, the first – even like last year's first round pick with Minka, you know, like it, he's they just decided, you know, like they're ready to trade and try something new. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, it, he didn't fit as well into the packages that they subbed him in at. And I don't think that that is any any reason as to why, like, maybe if you have a guy like that, he's a he legit is a starting a, or a starter in the Pro Bowl this year. 
and oh, they yeah. traded him away. You know, yeah. and uh, and Larry Tunsil, I'm pretty sure, is a Pro Bowler as well. Mm-hmm. And they traded him away at the beginning of the year too. Those are two guys that are on that are Pro Bowlers that you traded away at the beginning. You know, and like mm-hmm. I feel like they. They just don't know where they – the front office doesn't know what they want to do with the team quite yet, which is, a, as a fan, is difficult because yeah. you want to see your team succeed, obviously. But mm-hmm. it's tough because you are – like you said, you're trading away these guys that have value that are good, you know, and are you going to get another – are you going to get another Pro Bowler with the, with the first-round pick that you traded for, you know? That's tough mm-hmm. in my opinion. I just don't yeah. know what they see, especially with the class after, you know, like, at the beginning, it's like tanking for Tua, tanking for Tua, and it's like, well, I don't think that's going to be a very valued option right now. So I don't know what they're going to do yet. I think it'll be interesting to see who they decide that they're going to go with after, well, whenever the draft order is set in stone, but mm-hmm. it'll just be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is something I kind of was looking at. You know, the Dolphins are number 32 in running the football right now. And that's kind of, you know, I think that's indicative of, you know, offensive line, not knowing what you want to do offensively, and uh, maybe player personnel too. I would say hurt, hurt, hurt. Uh, running backs is a big thing right now. Well, and again, they also traded Kenyon Drake too. You know, yep. I, I forgot about that for a second there. And that's another guy who, well, last last week just had a breakout, breakout game for the Cardinals, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I think... Ballot or Ballage, I can't pronounce his last name. He's on IR. They Bellage, have yeah. Ballage. Um, I think they're starting running back is like his name. I think I believe is Peyton Laird. He's yeah. a white boy from <laughs> no idea, but he's been balling out. He's been playing decent. I mean, it's just they're they're hurt. They're mm-hmm. you know it's a tough it's a tough look for them, and yeah. they found a way to win a couple games here and there, but. I just don't know where they see in the near future what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Is it frustrating for you? Because I had a, a, one of my good buddies that worked at the Aberdeen American News, Mr. Charlie Hildebrand. You know, he is a big Dolphins fan, too. And he said one of the things that really got him was uh, what's frustrating to him is that the Dolphins. Uh, this is him now, not me. I'm not hating nope, on the Dolphins. No, no, he said no. he said that they are not bad enough to get a top five pick. And they're also uh uh, not bad enough to get like a top uh, ten pick, so they're always like they're always bad and like never they always like in that middle like you know yep. I think he said eleven to seventeen range they never get in the top ten yep. to try to maybe you know uh, make their team better in any you know respect of the way. Um, but here you know you know it's just kind of tough because uh, it's just looking at this. You know, there's a lot of different areas. Like, I'm not taking shots at the Dolphins again, but again, if you look at the entire roster here, there is at least one position in every position group I think that you can legitimately make a case for uh, to either upgrade or draft here. Um, again, I, I said it already. Number two, number 32 in running the football, excuse me. Um, running backs, you know, you always trade somebody away there. Um, and, you know, Devontae Parker, I mean, come on, he's your wide receiver number one. He's yep. played really, yep. really, really well this year. Um I'll definitely give credit where it's due. Um, defensively, I mean, uh, Jerome Baker's going to be your middle linebacker. You have guys have Eric Rowe. Um, but the thing I'm noticing, I'm glaring. That's really glaring to me right now. Um, there, it's kind of it's the same stat, but it's on both sides of the football. It's number one. It's sacks. You guys have 18 sacks this year, and yep. I believe the Vikings are closing in on uh, close to 50. So yeah, I, I believe they're like if if they're not the worst, I think they're within the top five worst in the league of mm-hmm. getting pressure on the quarterback. I. If my stats might not be right on par, but I believe that's what they're where they sit. Um, I would say that's right, just from looking. I would say at what's that. I would say what's their sacks allowed then on the opposite uh, side of the ball. On the opposite side, fifty-four. 
So literally <laughs> two different sides of the specs from there, you know, yeah. that's exactly it. it mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that they, they need help on both ends of the football. And they, you can't, as I say, you can't draft third or you can't draft 22 guys to start a new lineup. You no. know, it's, it's not possible, but finding guys during the draft is going to be important for them, especially on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. And I just don't, and do you, in my opinion, I don't know if you want to go after a quarterback mm-hmm. after you after you traded for Rosen and you have Fitzmagic playing now Fitzmagic all the way, but mm-hmm. is he is he is he good enough to win the Dolphins football games? That's where it stands. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's if you build around him, it's possible. But he's getting up there in age too. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a young quarterback league nowadays, and you see all these guys that are our age out there playing and throwing for, you know, making incredible plays on the offensive side of the ball. And then it's then it's like, there's like a teeter totter. It's like, you either have like young studs or you have like a very good generational quarterbacks that are very good at the age right now. And then you have like that mediocre line. That's where I feel like Fitz magic falls into play. So like that's tough for them on the offensive side of the ball as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And we kind of talked about it before, you know, uh, and we'll get into draft picks a little bit later. But, I mean, you guys, you have a, I would say, you know, with Christian Wilkins, uh, Devonta Parker, a couple of other players, it's not like all of you. I, I, I take back what I said earlier. It's not like all of them need, you don't need a player at every position. No. But uh, but I would say the vast majority of the importance position, uh, running back, quarterback, um, like some of your offensive line, I'm pretty sure now that you tra- traded Laramie Tunsil away, you don't have a, a starting left tackle, and that's a, you, that's a cornerstone position. So Exactly. You, I would say that uh, you have some players there that I think if the right coach and right GM comes in, they can make something happen. But at the same time, you guys also traded for Josh Rosen at the beginning of this year, and that was something yeah. that, you know, looking at it, okay, is he going to be your, you know, it's a question you have to ask yourself as a fan or maybe the GM or the coach. Is he going to be the starting quarterback? Because you don't trade for Josh Rosen, in my opinion, because he was a guy that was just coming out of, uh, I believe it was Arizona, um, yep. kind of had a rough go around with everything, and I had nothing but respect for him. But looking at that, I'm thinking, okay, are they going to make him their starting quarterback, make him learn behind Fitzmagic, you know, uh, maybe see what he can do? But he has a touchdown and five picks this year. So, again, it's not exactly all in him, and I totally understand that because, again, you guys have allowed 54 sacks, literally three times as much of the sacks that you guys have gotten. So that's a lot for any quarterback to be able to Absolutely. try to come back and, you know, try to make something happen on offense. So, um, But as far as the, the, the Pro Bowl picks, I can see it's it's pretty tough thing to be able to choose out of. Um Let's see here. Let's move to the Vikings because I actually kind of – I have a little bit of a rant, so I'm going to keep yeah, you right. right, best right. I can. That's fine. I'm going to actually start out with a question I had uh, I had for Tristan who couldn't make it, but I, I'll ask one of my really good friends. Do you think right off the top of your head, not looking at any stats, um, looking at everything, do you think that Kirk Cousins should have made the Pro Bowl? No. No. Okay. And that has been the answer throughout the vast majority of this year. Well, Tristan, I hope you are sitting down. <laughs> I, I am. Believe me, I am. So I'll, I'll I, listen to this. I, uh, it was kind of something that I, I was dealing with this entire year. I have You guys can all look through all, all, you know, all the listeners. Go back and all of the episodes. I was extremely hard on Kirk Cousins, even when he had that three-game win streak. You know, blah, 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 blah. I was always really hard on Kirk Cousins because I thought, okay, great if he's going to throw three touchdowns against the Giants, but what happens when we go to play the Packers in Week 16 at home on Monday night? That was really the question here. Now, I'm not necessarily saying Kirk Cousins is not a career pro bowler. We know that. Look at his career. Look what he's done Washington, blah, blah, blah. We know that. 
But let's look at the, some of the stuff he's, you know, but just to go out and say, some of you people go out and say that he's not a pro bowler. I just got to go out and hit stuff by saying a couple of things here. Number one, uh, so if Kirk Cousins should have made it, Aaron Rodgers should have. Let's look at some stats here. Aaron Rodgers has thrown, uh, I believe right here, it's 24 touchdowns this year. Um, and he has thrown the ball over 400 times. I'm going to actually pull up the Vikings in uh, Packer stats. I should have done I'll that. Say, I'll, I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep Rodgers. You said 24. I'll write that. And okay. 400 attempts. I got yeah. that written down. Uh, let's see here. Okay. So, and then on Kirk Cousin, on the flip side of that, uh, there we go. Jeez, I'm sorry. I apologize. I keep Googling the wrong thing. Uh, <laughs> Packers stats. Okay. Looking at this. Uh, okay. Aaron Rodgers has thrown for exactly, he's thrown almost 500 times, 474 attempts to Kirk Cousins, 413 attempts. Now, Kirk Cousins, yeah, Kirk Cousins has 25 touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers has 24. Okay. Not necessarily a big jump there. One touchdown, not a big deal. The Vikings have the number four rated run game in the NFL and have almost thrown the ball 100 less times than the Packers. So if Kirk Cousins is already beating Aaron Rodgers in terms of touchdowns, and he's beating him in yards with less attempts, has a higher completion percentage, and I know what people are going to say, the run game, it really opens things up. It does. It's true, think though. That, Trayson, it does open th- some things up, especially since he's the fourth-rated uh, uh, play-action pass in the NFL. But let's look at some stuff here. Yes, it opens it up, but at the same time, that's 100 less times that Kirk Cousins is, is throwing that football. And the last time I checked, Trayson... Do you know how long it's been since Dalvin Cook has had a 100-yard game? Um, week 13? Two months. What? O- no. Look it up. October 20th. Look it up right now. October 20th was the last time that Dalvin Cook technically had a 100-yard game. He's had some close games. He's had like 98 and 95. What? But he has not, he has not technically had a, run, a 100-yard rushing game in two months. Look it up. Dang. So here's the that. thing. Yeah, here's the thing. I'm, I love Delvin Cook. He's absolutely a game-changing back. You know, he's absolutely. a tough back and everything. Le- I think he's pretty close to or leading or pretty close to leading the, you know, the Vikings in rushing touchdowns this year. He has 13 and almost 1,200 yards rushing. Delvin Cook hasn't ran for 100 yards in two months. Let's keep that in mind. I gotta, I really got to reiterate the fa- that fact. So if Delvin Cook hasn't ran for 100 yards in over two months, and Alexander Madison, who has really had a strong year for the Vikings as a rookie, has, hasn't run for 100 yards yet in his career, or, um, hasn't even really got close, even though he's played well, you know, let's look at this. He went to it. He went to a Dallas team, and Dallas uh, almost let Dalvin Cook get 100. He had 97, and he had a touchdown. He had a good game. I'm not saying yeah, that's not, yeah, it's, it's really close to 100, but it's not. I get what you're saying. It's technically not. Yes. So then he went to uh, he went to Denver. Okay. Well, it was actually at home. And looking at this, the Vikings were down 20 to nothing at halftime. That takes yep. running the football out. That means exactly. you got to open it up. You got to find something to do. And what did, did Kirk Cousins do? Mind you, you can look this up as well. One of the best defenses, I believe, they're in the top ten in all categories. The, the Denver Broncos, even though they are not that good, their defense yep. is top ten in almost all ca- or in mo- all categories. Excuse me. So for Kirk Cousins to be able to lead his team back down and have to score three touchdowns, more than three touchdowns, because they they kicked a field goal, for him to be able to do that, that kind of made me kind of spur a little boy. But I'm not about to give him any respect yet. I mean, it's it's the Vikings. You to you know um, expect the worst but hope for the best that's exactly what, that's a team that you that's a team that you shouldn't have been down 20 points to at halftime absolutely. don't not saying not not hating on the broncos it's not a team that they're right now that's not a team that you should have been down 24 points 
or 20 points to at the beginning of the, you know, yes. start of the second half. Absolutely. And then you throw in the fact that the Vikings went to play in Seattle on Monday night. Let's just stop for a second right there. In Seattle, anytime you ever play in Seattle, that's a tough game. I don't care what team you man. are. That's the 12th man in the league right there. Yep. And my uncle went to a game there last year, and the Vikings even lost last year. I think it was either on Sunday or Monday night. Um, and you know what? The Seattle Seahawks are a good football team. but And I believe the Vikings were down at one time, Tracen, 34-17. to 17. And it was at the yep. start of the fourth I quarter. It was something. Yep. And and I'm thinking, that. I'm thinking it's over because now Kirk Cousins has to throw the football and get the Vikings back into the game. And you know what he did? By golly, he got him back into that football game. <laughs> and I'm, th- I'm sitting here thinking, you know, okay, he's throwing a couple of touchdowns. This Right there, this shows that this team isn't just a running the football team. We can sling it if we have to. That's not our MO. That's We're not the Packers. We're not Patrick Mahomes. We're not going to throw five or 600 times in a year. We're maybe going to yep. throw eh, 20 to 30 if we have to, but we're going to run the football down your throat. So right there, that showed me that he can make some stuff happen when he has to. Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, there could be an argument to say that Aaron Rodgers, uh, i.e., uh, Chargers, i.e., uh, the 49ers, when he had to play those tougher teams, those tougher defenses, yep. hasn't made those players. Early, made- I'd say early in the year, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, and especially looking at this, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, they literally just almost lost to the Redskins. Like, and, and the Vikings did too, but in terms of Aaron Rodgers being so much more of a, of a better quarterback uh, than Kirk Cousins in terms of career wise, it should have been that close. You should have forty, uh, and that's the Vikings did it too. I'm not necessarily talking crap there. I'm just saying that you know if you're if you are Aaron Rodgers, you should have blown them out. You should have had a five yeah, touchdown I'm, day. Um, so, that's the thing. That's the thing with portrayed with Aaron Rodgers is he's so good at he's 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 one of the guys that you want to have the football in in his hands at all times. He's mm-hmm. that good of a player. This year he hasn't done that. He hasn't done that at all. And it's with your points, I can see why you would be upset that Cousins doesn't make a Pro Bowl over him. I, I want to say that I'm not necessarily upset because I'm, again, I'm a Vikings fan and I realize that we can't have anything nice. I'm fully aware <laughs> of that. I've, I've, I've kind of, I've, I sleep okay with that at night because I know that. But my point is that for, you know, I ask, it's totally out of the question. Packers fans are freaking out. There's no, uh, no question. Well, last time I checked, the last two seasons, you know, Kirk Cousins has thrown more touchdowns than Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Um, Kirk Cousins was, I believe, top 10 in most categories in the, in the entire NFL, not just the NFC. So I'm not saying that Kirk Cousins deserves to go to the Pro Bowl every year, but this year, when you consider the fact, okay, the Packers are 11 and three, the Vikings are 10 and four right now. So if you're going to sit here and tell me that one game is going to be the difference, oh, he's won one more game. I'll say this: Kirk Cousins blew the game against the Packers. I will get. Yeah. I, I will back that up. He threw a game losing interception. It was a bonehead throw. Should not have made it. Yep. But to sit here and tell me that because of one game. This man doesn't deserve to go out to the Pro Bowl after his running back, and we're such a running-the-football type team. Delvin Cook hasn't ran for 100 yards. We already mentioned that. After all that, this man doesn't at least get a look, doesn't get the votes. Are you kidding me? Especially when you consider the fact that the Vikings' defense, which was a number one defense two years ago, is now in uh, in the middle of the pack in the NFL. Kirk Cousins deserved to at least get a look to go to the Pro Bowl. He does, I'm just going to go out and say it. Kirk Cousins deserved to go to the Pro Bowl this year. Um, ahead of Drew Brees, even. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Oh, Drew Brees, let no. me finish. Let no. me finish. Let no. me finish. I know. No, no, let no. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> Colton, no. Not let a chance. All right, I'll, all right, all right. Okay, you know what? Actually, I'm going to take that back because sometimes <laughs> I say something and it kind of goes up. Okay, maybe not, not Drew, a chance, man. Maybe not Drew Brees because he has thrown 24 touchdown passes and he's missed four, uh, six games. So yeah, whatever. exactly. I was just going to say so, he's missed how many? Yeah, I I take that back. But he deserved to go over Aaron Rodgers. Okay, 
uh, I because of the fact that when you take the, uh, take into consideration, Devil Cook didn't have his running game for these last, you know, or as good of an effective as a running game these last couple games. He hasn't had his defense the entire, mostly a season. Um, yeah, they've started to step up these last couple weeks. Um, he didn't play with Adam. He played without Adam Thielen for a whole month. Yeah. And when you consider the way he played against the Bears earlier than the season, I tweeted out. I said, you know, um, I believe it was something along the lines of uh, I've had my heart broke a couple of times and I've lost my best friend from high school when I was a sophomore in college. You were there for me. You were one of the two. Yeah, people. I was. Oh, and absolutely. I remember that. And I remember everything else. I've been had my heart broken by a couple of girls, but I was never more hurt than when the Vikings lost that way to the Bears. That that hurt. That hurt real bad because sitting here paying a quarterback that much and just looking at the way he played, I'm telling you, man, there was a lot of doubt in my mind. But the way he has turned it around, instead they were two and two at the one point. Now they yeah. are eight. They've gone eight and two since. He yep. is leading uh, most quarterbacks and uh, in most categories and just about every stat. And I'm just I'm looking at this. I just think at some point you got to give a man credit. I'm not saying he is in the MVP discussion. That was that is absolutely blasphemous, absurd. No. Um, but to say that he it's it's absolutely blasphemous. There's no he deserves the Pro Bowl. Well, I just give well, you. Look at that and say, look at this, look at the stats. The only thing, the only thing that I want to comment on after your rant that you had. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is is at the end of the day, it is a popularity contest. That's with true. votings, with votings, and the one thing that has that Kirk Cousins has to his name through all of this is, you know, the eighty-four million dollars. This is what you paid. It. Granted, after especially after you've been saying or that you went on your spiel about it. He does. He's been playing fantastic football right now. They are yeah. one of the top. I honestly believe that they are one of the teams out of the NFC that can go to the Super Bowl this year. I truly believe that. As a, as a, as a fan of football, in the playoffs, running the football is key. And mm-hmm. hopefully that uh, Cook can come back after the shoulder. You know mm-hmm. this this little miss that they've had. But if you have a if you have a run offense like that. That's that's how you win football games in the playoffs, and I think that they have a very good shot coming out of the NFC. But back to this, back to the Pro Bowl thing is it's still a popularity contest. Aaron Rodgers is going to get more votes because he's Aaron yeah, Rodgers. You yeah. know that's exactly it, and that's why, especially because of all the bad I wouldn't say bad publicity, but like the things that are negatively attached to Kirk Cousins is mm-hmm. why he doesn't get votes. From outside yeah. of somebody as a as a true fan as yourself, or as somebody who looks at every statistic like that, mm-hmm. that, in that in my opinion, that would be why, that would be why, especially like, and I, I wouldn't even say, I would, I would just use me as an example. I would have put Aaron Rodgers above Kirk Cousins in a Pro Bowl category voting. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that Kirk Cousins is doing better than him statistically wise. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's then the, and they have the one of the top offenses in the in the entire league so mm-hmm. i it's just like i said it's still just it's just a publicity voting wise you know and that's why he's not in there in my mm-hmm. opinion i should say yeah i know that's the reason but i mean i just felt like i should give the man some love especially after all season of me really harping on him being hard on him and just you know i'm just going to come and say i have nothing i love Kirk cousins i think he is a heck of a dude he's a christian i have an, an immense amount of respect for the man but just looking at this i was like you know what i know i've been hard on him all season just like everybody else has i was going to yeah. give him a little bit of love so i was like you know what man he he's really answered the bell especially now 
beginning of the season, he deserved it a little bit. You know, he was not playing well. Yeah. But then he, yeah. he totally turned it around, and he has made, you know, I wouldn't say the Vikings fans believers because there's a downfall coming. We we feel it. Like, as a Vikings fan, we've <laughs> seen this movie can't get before. too high. It's just going to come no. back down 100 no. guys. <laughs> we have seen this movie on repeat for, like, the yes. last 20 years. We know what's happening. So I, I just know that right now, well, it's all good. I just want to tell him, you know, I, I just want to say he's, he's really, I think uh, – silenced a lot of critics in the way now the next thing is he has to go out on monday night which i already have the vikings losing because um they don't have dalvin cook they don't have alexander madison um but i I know a lot of people are saying you know mike boone played very well mike dune mike boone did play very well let me make that abundantly clear mike boone played amazing for a guy that was you know um he's been great on special teams he's really made a lot of plays for the vikings but at the end of the day, if you look at the talent gap between Mike Boone and Dalvin Cook, it's not a huge leap, but it's a, enough of a leap. Yeah, like, oh, it's, like, yeah, absolutely. It's still a big gap for you to have your – your uh, especially to lose somebody like Dalvin Cook. Yeah. You know, like that's that's going to be hard for any type of team to try and bounce back from. You know, good thing is they ha- it is an extended week till Monday night. At least they have that. They have an extra day, you know. Um, yep. I still I, – I think it will be a good game, though. I think it's going to be yeah. a good good one. I do too, and I'm I'm, I'm kind of kicking myself because I have made a Packers, or excuse me, I've made a Lions game, and I have made a Chicago Bears game. And when I went for the Bears game, I tried to get an autograph from Iverson Griffin, and that didn't end up so well. <laughs> and uh, I went to the Bears game, I mean, or excuse me, the Lions game, and they ended up getting ten sacks that day. And Neil Hunter had himself a day. That was one of the the one few Pro Bowl the selections that everybody got right. Neil Hunter, Delvin Cook, and I believe Harrison Smith. Those three deserve yep. to go. Absolutely. Um, I think not, not a lot of people know this either. Do you know who the number one pro football rated middle linebacker is by chance? Gonna guess it's uh, is it gonna be Eric Hendricks? It's Eric Hendricks. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna assume that if you're gonna if you're gonna say something, but again, didn't get didn't get in. No, and I again, it is a popularity contest, and I looked at actually the two linebackers before Eric Kendricks that made it. Pretty sure it's um, Keekley and Bobby Wagner. And Bobby Wagner. I'm looking two, at that two, right now. Two fantastic middle linebackers that, yes. again, you know, popularity. But also, I actually have to point out, they both had 20 to 30 more tackles than Eric Kendrick. So I can see why, mm-hmm. as the fact that he didn't make it. Like, I can see, like, okay, those are two all-pro linebackers. They actually... Absolutely. I think they are, I, I, they I are just, all pros in themselves. They are all pros right there. Yeah. And that, so I, that one's based on something other than popularity. Yeah. So I was looking at that, I was like, I kind of got that. But, I mean, it, this guy has been ever since... There was a... When I was a Vikings, and I was a couple of years ago, when I, I realized this, they were a middle linebacker away from having one of the best defenses in the NFL. And two years ago, they had the best defense in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they were a middle linebacker away. Jasper Brinkley was just a thumper. He was not... Very, he was awful in coverage. I'm sorry, but he just was awful. Eric Kendricks is the number one rated, uh, rated linebacker in uh, PFF. For a reason, he can cover very well. He has the most pass deflections this year, the most out of his career, and I think the most out of any linebacker uh, to ever play in the NFL since PFF started. I just read that, and I'm looking okay. at those. I feel like some of those should translate to interceptions, but I, and when it comes down to it, I would much rather have it hit the ground than anything. Like exactly. somehow it get tipped up or something. Vikings luck, that's going 60 yards. The Vikings lose. So I would much rather have it that the Vikings that he bats it down. He's been one of the better linebackers there. So that was maybe my only other concern or maybe a complaint. Um, I was going to say Stefan Diggs, too, but I was like, you know, Stefan Diggs only has like five touchdowns this year. He has 1,000 yards and 60 catches. He's been that deep threat for the Vikings. But since Adam Thielen went out, he's been kind of forced to, uh, 
you know, be number one. And he can be some games, but I just it really didn't go well for him. But um, let's see here what else we got. Did you do you want to say anything else about uh, Kirk Cousins or anything? Uh, we just no. no I think I didn't say I I said what I thought was a- applicable towards that. I just knew that after after hearing what you had to say, it's definitely I'm. I wouldn't put me on a Kirk Cousins believer fan quite yeah. yet, but I I believe that he should have got a little bit more looked at for mm-hmm. something like that, especially after seeing the statistic wise of it. So, mm-hmm. also uh, let's see here. I also wanted to say Preston and Zadarius Smith for the Packers, who both I believe uh, I I remember which one. I think it was Zadarius that had eleven and a half sacks, and then Preston Smith had I believe ten. Uh, I'm just I'm not even looking this up at the top of my head. They both should have gotten probably looked at too. But mm-hmm. Daniel Hunter did have 13 and a half, and he's the youngest player to ever reach 50 sacks. So well, not, and uh, he's also again name names that you just said those two guys, and I had to think so hard as to okay, yeah, I know who you're talking about now. You say mm-hmm. Daniel Hunter, I instantly be like, oh, Vikings. Yeah. No, exactly, giant right. arms. You know, yeah, giant, the huge dude, not not 99. <laughs> you know, but like that's the thing. And I, I am a football fan, but like you are like. There's other people just like me, and there's other people like you. But like, if you say Daniel Hunter, you say the other two. I can't even remember the names that you said. Yep. People are gonna be Daniel Hunter. I'm gonna vote for him. You know, mm-hmm. that's how it is. Absolutely, and and it's kind of funny. I was looking at uh, uh, I listen to the Purple for the Win podcast quite regularly, and I was looking at it. You know, he said uh, I believe he was said something about uh, Daniel Hunter being on the weak side. I believe he's on the left side. Um, and uh, Everson Griffin's on the right side. So, yeah, a lot of times Griffin has a lot of those one-on-one matchups, and I absolutely agree. It's, it's, it's a fact. And a lot of times, Daniel Hunter gets chipped and has to go against double teams and tight ends, and he he makes them there his son. So, I mean... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He ha- yes. There's a reason this man has 13 and a half sacks, because he is that good. So, I, he, they got that one right, and I'm really excited. He's only like 24, 25, so I'm really hoping he gives, uh, you know... Uh, Wow, I can't even think of the defensive end. Uh, White uh, for the Packers, that 200 sacks guy, the Reg, leading sack. Reggie Reg, Reg, White. Jeez. <laughs> I was like, I was like, who are you talking about, Reggie White? Yeah, Reggie White. <laughs> I was like, I, I think of him more as playing for the Eagles, but I was like, talking about Reggie White, there, big guy. I got you. Don't worry, I got you. I got you. I, Quick brains, uh, quick brains. Uh, that, that was bad. That was really bad. <laughs> this is a sports punch. I didn't know who Reggie White was. Uh, <laughs> I uh, no. Here's my thing. He's. I think he could catch it. It's going to be pretty tough, though. That's a subject. For That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, let's see here. Uh, we actually had some other news. Josh Gordon has been suspended indefinitely uh, due to. I, I. I. The thing is, with this, it's kind of you know. I'm not going to say. He, I don't think he's. He's not necessarily a guy that I would think of as. Uh, uh, a troublemaker in the NFL. Yes, he's had obviously his problems with the weed, but he's not like a, a locker room problem. Like I haven't noticed no. anything. Um, so mm-hmm. with this, uh, I wouldn't say it's an addiction, but I would maybe say that there's maybe a problem. Uh, you know, I've dealt with addiction. Both my parents were alcoholics. Uh, they both got sober, and I've dealt with that. And I've, I look at this, and I just I wish him nothing but the best. Look, especially Absolutely. looking at this, because I think this is like I don't remember exact number, like four or five times. It's been enough. That I think look- it's like five or six that he's that he's been. To where that he's infracted the league's uh, rules and regulations based on the, the um, oh, what's the word? I yeah, just, you yeah, know I what I meant. You know what yeah. I meant. I just couldn't yeah. think of it off the top of my head. Just that he's broken the regulations. I think five or six times for their yeah. uh, substance abuse. That's what it is. Substance abuse program or the program. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. I and he's and 
it sucks to see a guy such a such a talent too. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's it's it sucks to see that happen. Um, and I was gonna I was gonna say this though, when you're talking about somebody in the locker room or whatever, mm-hmm. did you ever hear anything bad about what his time at like in New England at all? See, like, and that would that would be like my like if if Bill Belichick's like locker room, you know, can't help a guy through his his problems and his addictions. You know, and there's not but I'm guessing that there's not very much that you can do besides getting actual like help. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. that's that's a, that's like when when I heard that he was going to the Patriots like, oh, he's going to turn his entire life around. He's going to be be on the Brady treatment, you know. He's I gonna thought have, that too. And, and it's like that's and that's a guy that everybody wants to see him succeed because he was he was he's so good. He wasn't oh, so good. He's so good still, you know. And it's like watching a talent like that, you know, just have his problems off the field really kind of hurts to see him, you know, hurts to see. It's a and shame. Like, yeah, absolutely. It is a shame. It really is a shame. As soon as, like, especially because, like, if you can't – the pack or the Patriot mentality in that way and, like, in the, any type of locker room, I feel like that's the one that you want to go to. Yeah. You know, out of, the, out of the entire league, that would be a place that you want to because you're going to get so better. You're going to be, you're, you know, and I, I found that very hard to believe that he was, he's still having his problems and I wish him the best, honestly. Yeah, I know. I was just sitting there. I mean, I think it was back. He, he went through the supplemental draft, I believe. And I remember kind of sitting here and I'm thinking, okay, this guy, he was really like, it's really rare. I would say since Brian Bosworth uh, that he, there was really nobody that's been highly as touted as Josh Gordon since in the supplemental draft, that is. So <clears throat> uh, I, I also had Brian Bosworth's uh, haircut in college. Big mistake. I don't recommend <laughs> um, that. was before the mullet. Yeah, it wasn't before the mullet. mullet. Um, but, you know, I just looking at this, you know, I, I watching his speed, watching how he caught the football. I believe he even had a thousand yard season in Cleveland with, when I believe I think it was uh, yep. uh Brandon Reed as his quarterback. I think it was his second year in the league, or it might have been his third. Second or third, I believe he had a thousand yards receiving. It'd been or if not, it'd been really, really close. Had it been close. Yeah. And this guy that that you heard that's like the year that you like think, you know, Josh Gordon, like that's the year that you think of. Like he has nothing, he has no the Browns are terrible. Like that's like close to the time that they're going 0 16, you know, like that's how bad of a team they were. And they got this phenomenal dude in Josh Gordon. It's like crazy yeah he had over 1600 receiving yards this is when norv turner was the offensive coordinator for him and <clears throat> keep yep. in mind uh, tracen he had 1600 receiving yards in 14 games that is un quick math quick math i was gonna say quick math how much is that 120 yards a game yeah something like Averaging- that I'm like, okay, I would understand if a guy has 16 games, 160 or 1,600 yards, 100 yards a game. That's pretty impressive. But this guy did it like in what what they play in the, like, what, the 70s or 80s? He did it in 14 games. I'm sitting here thinking, okay, can you imagine what that guy would do if he had an actual elite quarterback? Like Tom Brady when he was younger, if he had a good defense, he had an offensive line. Holy cow. And he's 6'3", 220. He can run. I'm just like... This, I, I just, I, I, again, I just, like, like you said, I wish him nothing but the best, but man, uh, to get 1,600 receiving yards and only, you, like you said, his second year in the NFL, uh, yeah. absolutely unheard of. And he did it with Jason Campbell and Brandon Whedon. That's what like, it was, what? Jason Campbell. I yeah. knew it wasn't Whedon right away, but I was like, Jason, I, I was Jason Campbell. I didn't and then know it was also it was. Brian I want to say Hoyer. Terrell Pryor. I was going to say Hoyer, too. I didn't know if it was Pryor, but. Yeah, it was Jason Campbell, Brandon Whedon, Brian Hoyer. Like, what? 
what? How do you break <laughs> yeah, almost no like kidding. Kind of a season with like that? Like I was like, wow, like that's incredible. Absolutely. So, and I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, I just went, obviously I wish him nothing but the best, but I just at the same point, you got to realize, you know, he's got some problems. And a wide receiver for the Vikings, uh, Chris Carter actually had some problems with weed, and he had some yeah. drug problems and alcohol problems. Uh, and I remember, you know, he and he's a guy I really respect because there's a difference in, in my experience and everything. I've, I've found that people who are more accountable and put the blame on themselves and actually try to find, you know, uh, and not put pushing the blame off in anybody else. Yeah. They, they are the ones that are more likely to make a, something happen, more likely to make a change in their life. And Chris absolutely. Carter is absolutely one of those guys. So when I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, okay, uh, you know, is, is Josh Gordon truly making a change in his life? I don't know. And I, I hope he does. But uh, the the history, this, i.e., this example, him getting busted again, says no, and it's it's a travesty because he is uh, immensely talented, as we noted before. But also, he's still relatively pretty young; like he's not thirty-five. Yeah. He's twenty-eight years old, and he probably, you know, he's suspended indefinitely. I don't know if that means he's entirely kicked out of the NFL, but I would say that, you know, especially, least, I think it's for the season, yeah, for sure. Missed- and then I don't know how it'll work after that. He missed the 15 and 16 season because of, I believe, uh, of weed as well. So I, I'm just, I'm really hoping, you know, I, I think he's got to do a little bit of soul searching. I'm, I'm by no means a perfect human being. My Absolutely. Cummings, but I'm just saying, I, as a human being that makes my own mistakes, I, I just wish and hope that he is able to go through and find, you know, uh, something that makes him want to change. You know, makes you know, um, uh, it goes a little bit, does a little bit of soul searching. But um, wish him nothing but the best and all of that. Um, did you want to add anything, big guy? No, I think that's. I think we pretty well covered that one. So okay. I'm good with that. Um, let's go into one of our final things we're going to talk about. Um, and this is something I feel like is pretty, is pretty big. The the Chiefs' defense is arguably their Achilles' heel this year. Like they're mm-hmm. not the worst defense in the NFL. But when the Chiefs have an opportunity to win a football game, and uh, you know. And they, all they need to do is make a defensive stop. If I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm sweating a little bit. Like mm-hmm. if I am, if I'm Maurice, I am sweating. Yeah. Because yep. if Patrick Mahomes is on the field, I'm like, okay, we got this. He's winning it. These dudes got a rocket of an arm. We're good. If that defense is on the field, I am breathing a little hard. I might need to get an inhaler because of the fact that of what they've been doing. Now again, they're not the worst defense in the NFL. No. No. But they're uh-huh. not they're not in like the top five or top ten though either. Yes, and and going into the point of you know games on the line, championship game, do I think they can make a stop? Right now, I think no, and I think Terrell Suggs helps them a little bit from a pressure standpoint, putting pressure Absolutely. on the quarterback. But I don't know that this is a big move, a big enough move, really to make them contenders. They, like I said, they've got some good corners, they've got some good playmakers, but. The, the entire defense as a whole, I don't think, even with this move, is good enough right now to make the one. Uh, not not disagreeing with you, but I want to add. I think the fact that it's going to take pressure off of Frank Clark mm-hmm. on the other end. I think that's that true. like that's that's going to be a big thing. Is like you know third and third and eight, third and nine situations where he can pin his ear back and go. And mm-hmm. the same thing with Terrell Suggs on the other side, or you know running any type of blitz with a shift or a stun or anything, bringing them both out the same side, you know, I don't know how they're going to do it quite yet, but I also think that personally having a guy like Terrell Suggs in your locker room mm-hmm. or on your team improves it yep. immensely. 
he's a legend. He is a legend of a human being. He's a legend of a football player. Yep. First ballot Hall of Famer, hundred yep. percent, no doubt about it. You know, and he's st- he's still got his go about him right now. He still wants a chance. You know, and mm-hmm. I think I think he's got a good shot here. I just don't know exactly what you said. How much of an impact it'll be? I think it's I think it's hundred percent towards the right way, positive mm-hmm. for them, and that they have they have a leader out there for sure. Yeah. Like you know, that's that, I think I think that's what comes what it comes down to is. They just got themselves a leader on the field as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And did you think? I mean, looking at this, and, and if I'm if I'm Andy Reid, who is a guy that has lost in the playoffs a lot, and I mean, I'm a Vikings fan. I would just love, happy to be in the playoffs. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I'm looking at this. I, if I'm a guy that's kind of had my rough go around in the playoffs and everything, I would really like to keep Patrick Mahomes on the field. So, and by doing that, you need to make some defensive stops or. Absolutely. Uh, you need to get turnovers. And the Chiefs uh, turnover differential, they're plus uh, 10 in interceptions with fumbles. I'm actually looking at up right now. They're plus 7 on the turnover ratio, um, DLO. So, kind of, I don't know. I think that in order for the Chiefs defense, or the entire Chiefs team to take a step forward this year, and Andy Reid, hopefully, to be able to go to another Super Bowl yep. one, that would be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Uh, uh, I think that the defense has got to make some stops. Um what, what do you think about the Chiefs' chances? I mean, is it is it? It's not too far fetched. They got the, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Absolutely, it's just hard because that <laughs> AFC is so competitive. So AFC, the AFC is going to be so interesting to watch come playoff time. Um, and I, I I I personally believe that they do have a shot mm-hmm. just because of just because of Patrick Mahomes and the way that he plays football. Yeah, you keep a guy like or or with Tyreek Hill, a just a mm-hmm. playmaker on the side of the football field you know yeah. like he, he touches the ball he makes one one person miss he is taking it to the house and oh, he's going to outrun every single person on on the field you know and um i think that it's it's just the afc is just so stacked the ravens the patriots the chiefs mm-hmm. three 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 of the best quarterbacks in the game right now and yeah. i mean i shouldn't put tom brady up that high he is, he is a goat but yeah. he, you know he still has the chance to still win football games at his age. I think it's going to be interesting to see. I I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet uh, my entire life savings on it. But it's very, very, very possible. I think that the Chiefs have a chance. Well, yeah. And also, you brought up uh, Tom Brady being the goat. That raises the question: What about this whole Spygate or whatever thing? Do you think? I mean, I personally, I thought three or four times of being busted. I mean. Uh, you watched The Office, and I brought this up on last on the last show. You know, fool me once, strike one. Fool me twice, strike three. Yeah. Uh, from from you know Michael Scott. So I'm saying, yep. okay, if this happens three or four times, there's got to be something up. What was your take on that? Um, I personally like I didn't. I heard about it. Didn't didn't look much into it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that it's anything like. It has to do with something in that front office that mm-hmm. they have more knowledge and intelligence than I do. And yeah. so, you know, if there is, it's just why get yourself, why put yourself in that situation, in my opinion, yeah. you yeah. know, and I think that's what it comes down to. And that's really all I can, can talk on. And I mean, I just don't think it's, don't put yourself in that situation. You're a winning organization, you know, don't have your feet in something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, let's see here. Uh, kind of close the show out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's kind of talk about some draft picks. Uh, you know, uh, I'll actually start with the Vikings. Uh, I, my, the segment here is really just talking about draft picks out of really, uh, 
played well uh, or maybe been more worth the draft pick. You know, going into the draft this year, the Vikings had a huge need to get an offensive line. They needed help on the inside. They were had one of the worst run games in the NFL last year. Um, now they're number four in running the football. And, I mean, obviously they can run the football. We've, we've said that multiple times. But it's the fact that the pass protection has also improved immensely. But part of that is also because of the play action and them having to run, honor the run and everything. But uh, <clears throat> looking at all this uh, and having Cousins do rollout passes has also been very helpful. But me looking yeah. at this, the first-round draft pick, Garrett Bradbury, the, the center out of uh, NC State, has absolutely balled out. I think uh, it's time for me to give some of these draft picks some love. NC State, Garrett Bradbury has been absolutely amazing this year. I, um, you know, I from when we first drafted him, I think he had to go first couple of weeks in the NFL were not great. He literally had like a 39 grade in the NFL. So I'm like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. I mean, but then again, it's a whole different ball game. We know that. I mean, it's the NFL. Absolutely. It's the highest great, you know, highest thing in football. Um, I remember though that. The next, I think the first couple of weeks, he had Grady Jarrett, who is a very, very underrated defensive tackle. And then Kenny Clark, who is playing outstanding right now. Um, and now he's at, a, I believe, about a 55 uh, P, uh, P, uh, PFF grade. He has immensely improved. I think he's a big reason as to why the running game and the screen game for the Vikings has uh, just... Working so well. Yeah. And... So I would kind of, you know, I, I think that he's he has to be number one because, at, number one, he's a first-round draft pick, and number two, he's really starting to show that he has panned out. Um, and then also, I really kind of looking at the entire – I really love the Vikings draft picks this year. Like, I felt like they've gotten at least five or six dudes that might be able to do something with it uh, or you know, maybe just uh, just all together might be able to, you know, uh, really contribute for the Vikings. The second one, Irv Smith Jr., outstanding tight end for the Vikings. Absolutely. And uh, you came from Alabama, won a national championship in, I believe, 2017. Um, a guy that he's fast. Like, you really have to watch out. Yeah. Uh, you know, a guy, obviously, is he's only 6'2", but he's 240 pounds and he can fly. So he's been absolutely mm -hmm. a big find for the Vikings this year. He scored a touchdown against Chargers last week, Alexander Madison. I've said it multiple times on the show. Uh, at first, I thought he was going to be a bust because, I mean, uh, there was a lot. Of, looking at him, he looked a little too slow in some cases, running only a 4-6-40 as a running back. That's kind of, you know, you're usually in the NFL, you're probably looking for a 4-4 guy or a yep. little, maybe a little bit slower. 4-5, 4-4, 4-3 is perfect. Like, wow. And mm -hmm. Madison was a 4-6 guy. And I remember thinking, okay, this guy's a bust. There's no way. He has absolutely been the opposite of a bust, has ran absolutely. the ball very well. Um, Drew Samia, offensive guard for the Vikings, really hasn't. Uh, I'm just running through all four all the draft picks right here right now. Hasn't really uh, stepped on the. I don't think he's even stepped on the field this year, but he made the roster. Um, he's actually. I was a big fan of him in training camp and everything. I'm really hoping because the Vikings have at left guard. They have Pat Elfline, who, <clears throat> by uh, you know, despite much scrutiny by myself and probably a lot, well, actually a lot of other Vikings fans for holding calls, false start, and all that jazz, and maybe just overall missed blocking assignments. He has really turned it around this year, too. So I'm hoping maybe that that kind of continues. But Drew Samia, a guy that I, I saw at right guard, you know, Josh Klein, the Vikings brought him in on a two-year, I think it was a 15-some-odd million dollar deal or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, he was a big find because uh, he's actually played very well this year, too. But Drew Samia, I believe, is going to be that cornerstone right guard, uh, hopefully, because he's mean. He's nasty. He went to Oklahoma last year. They had the best offense of line of football last year. Absolutely. Um, Cameron Smith, linebacker out of USC, came in kind of a bust. I'm just going to go on here, uh, the guys that have actually made an impact. Armin Watts, he had that tipped pass that uh, Anthony Harris returned for a touchdown a couple weeks ago against uh, the Seahawks. That was crazy. Like I was like, wow. So Armin Watts just came in and played well. Um, and then the Vikings also brought up Oli Uda. This guy has one of the hardest names. I, I'm not even going to try to say his name. It's 
Oli Suma I'm I'm done. Like I'm not gonna. <laughs> cool. I'm not, I'll give you I'll give you an A for effort on that one, buddy. I'll I appreciate it. effort on that. I I do appreciate it because this name is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, but he made the roster because I think the Vikings need help at tackle sometimes. Um, Chris Boyd has stepped up on special teams, done a nice thing for the Vikings. Um, and then Ola BC Johnson. Uh, I gotta say this guy. Seventh round draft pick wide receiver. Usually, you think a guy maybe that makes a, a special teams or does something. Practice you know, squad. Yeah, something. This guy has over twenty catches. He's got, th- I believe, two or three touchdowns this year. He is absolutely. He's a. Uh, he's not like a world beater off like uh, athletic. Well, I mean, he's better than you and me, Trace, and that's not. Very <laughs> well, that doesn't that doesn't take much. Yeah, doesn't that doesn't take much. Take much. And the thing is, this looking at this guy, I didn't really know what he was going to do, but. He has, let's see here, he has 27 catches, 254 yards, and three teddies. He, I mean, honestly, those are like wide receiver three numbers. So to get that guy in the seventh round, almost oh, yeah. undrafted, great value. Um, and then the Vikings also got uh, long snapper Austin Cutting. So, you know, I, I was ecstatic with the Vikings draft class this year. Um, uh, from top to bottom, you've got guys that can either start or contribute uh, right away. And I would say this is one of Rick Spielman's better drafts. Um, I, what about the uh, Dolphins draft? And I actually want, before you get into this, I want to say I wanted the Vikings to get Christian Wilkins so bad because I, we needed another defensive tackle. And he has been absolutely tearing it up. Yes, he's been playing super well. And I think that just coming off of that Clemson defense alone just, mm-hmm. you know, makes him, I shouldn't say that much better, but like he's so good. And he's playing very well for him. Um, and I mean, it's it's just difficult because it's he's he, he plays D tackle. You don't get you don't get that much love as D tackle in the league, but he plays so phenomenally. He stops the run very well. He gets some he gets some good pressure on the quarterback as well. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the it's a big reason as to why the defense is doesn't allow as many points as they do. <laughs> but <laughs> he, he does he does very well for the inside on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. He only has one sack, but at the same time, he's got a sp- almost a 63 grade as a rookie in PFF, which is kind of unheard of. Like that's actually really mm-hmm. good. that's and, really you know, good. Yeah, 50 tackles in his rookie season, and he's like he's been eaten this year. So Absolutely. I uh, I think he's been a big find for you guys. Um, what about the rest of you guys? Your draft class? Have you noticed anybody that's really stuck out? Um, you want to honest truth? I don't really get to watch them as often as I can because I work that's on fine. Sundays. But yeah. I can't even think of as to um. <laughs> Look up for me where, um, when Laird was uh, drafted for him, because I know I'm I'm pretty positive that he's a Wayner. rookie this year. Laird, it's this running. Oh, Laird! Oh, the running back. Yeah, the, the running yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at it. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Guys, I don't have my. Com- I say I don't have my computer <laughs> next to me. It kind of kind of wasn't prepared as I should have been. Not at all. Uh, let's see I here. Pull up their draft class for me. I don't even know if he was drafted to be. I say I don't know if he was either. He might I not. I think he was undrafted. undrafted. Uh huh. looking like he was undrafted. And then he's starting for him right now. Yeah. I, think about I mean, yeah. Guy that's coming and talk about. <laughs> you, I love to hear those stories about guys. And say he played. Crazy. Yep, I was gonna say exactly that. He put. Uh, I watched a little bit of him in the preseason. He got a couple. He got a couple carries, and then he was. Uh, he scored for him, I believe, in like. The last week, or he had he had a couple he had a couple of like very good games for him. And I was like, oh, I don't have no idea who this guy is, you know. Like, mm-hmm. and it, was, it was cool to see that um, he's playing really. He, he has to. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he has to play decent at this rate, you know. It's as they're kind of on slim to none there. And I guess to be honest with you, I just I don't know the next after they got Wilkins. I can't think of who their second round was. Mm-hmm. 
And that's fine. I'm kind of looking at this too. <clears throat> Miles Gaskin, again, you guys actually drafted out of Washington, and it looks like the seventh round, 234th overall. He hasn't been a mi- but I think he's really just started to play recently because of your mm-hmm. injuries. With the injuries, so, yep. Um, so, I mean, hey, and when you get those those later round guys that actually come in and contribute, that's something special because I Absolutely. think. I mean, it makes a good story, but also the fact that uh, you talk about bang for your buck, like those guys that maybe make, what, 500000 in a year? And, and then they ball out for you. Yeah. Nothing and then you got to give that. them a huge contract. Like, yep. <laughs> the Vikings have so many huge contracts, it's not even good. Uh, and then now they've probably got, realistically, a couple of guys, Armand Watts, just off the top of my head, all BC Johnson, guys that they're probably going to have to re sign to bigger deals. I'm a little yep. shaky. A little bit as a Vikings fan, because unless Spielman can win the lottery, I don't know if the Vikings are going to. Hey, you never know. I like it, but going back to, the, I think I'm excited to see how they're going to do this year with their mm-hmm. with their couple first rounders that they have off the table at the beginning of the year. So I think that they're in they're in a decent spot. I just don't know where to go from here. I mean, yeah. it's it's tough as a fan to watch, but it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do and whatnot. Yeah. I think that's all I got for tonight. Um, first off, man, uh, I don't know if I I, t- I said everybody I told everybody this. It's your birthday. Um, first of all, again, happy birthday, man. Um, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I hope you have a great night. Um, I, don't go out drinking too much because I really don't have to make a three-hour trip to come catch you. <laughs> you, don't have, uh, you don't have to come bail me out. I promise. I should okay. be okay. Okay. Um, you know, you're just kind of wrapping this show up. Just please, guys, remember to follow us on all social media. Subscribe. So that we guys get the uh, get a like. Uh, Hit that subscribe can... button for my guy yeah. Colton. Hit it, He's please. He's killing it out here. Um, follow us all on that social media grind. Yes, everything. follow Tristan too. Follow Tristan. Oh uh, yeah, and Tristan. And Tristan and Tracen as well too. So um, you know, just kind of uh, wrapping this whole thing. Also, leave us some comments. Let's go kind of a, a question here. Best Christmas gift you've ever gotten. Let's do that for the question of for Ooh, this week. Ooh, I like best that. Christmas. I like that. Uh, real quick, uh, best Christmas gift you ever got, or is that too kind of a hard of a question? Right? Um. Top of my head, top of my head, I got a PlayStation 2 when I was like, oh, now I got to date myself. How old would we have been? 10 or 11? Okay. 12, That's around a good there or something. I think something like that. And it was just changed me forever. I've okay. loved video games. So I've, so it's been, that is definitely what got me on the grind, I would say. Uh-huh. So. Let's see. Best gift for me. Oh, geez. Uh, I was always in love with football. I think my mom got me shoulder pads, which I actually dis- uh, discovered in like November because my brother, they put it, she put them in her, in, <laughs> in his trunk and it was like an old car we never drove. And I found them and he was supposed to hide them. So, I mean, I guess I'm a detective or something because I got the nice. Christmas present later, but uh, I think it was shoulder pads or something. That's sweet. Um, uh, also, I actually have to say this too before we had a best gift I think I've actually ever gotten, other than the shoulder pads, a pair of slippers my girlfriend got me. I think slippers are underrated rated too. Like, Dude, I'm wearing slippers right now. Not, <laughs> even a, not even a joke. In my house, I'm wearing slippers. Slippers are underrated. That's, That's hilarious. Two part question. Uh, best Christmas gift in our slippers underrated. There's a two part question. I like it. I like it. So, <laughs> thank right, you well, again for having me, Colton. I really yeah. appreciate it, my friend. Oh, yeah, we, we loved having you on, man. I really appreciate Absolutely. you coming on. Absolutely. Any, I would say anytime. I'll come back on no matter what. I love you, big guy. I love you, too. Um, let's kind of get this thing rolling. Once again, I hope you have, everybody has a great week and a Merry Christmas. Um, we'll be back next week. Thank you all for joining us.